Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, May 4th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Comfio Terra Community Funding Proposal Discussion, hosted by Rebel DeFi with Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. Hi guys, Rebel DeFi on the Orbital Command account. I am kind of engaged on some TFM stuff at the moment. We've got a big release coming up imminently. So I think I'll be leaving you in the capable hands of MB and PSC is up as well. Um, so tonight is going to be tonight in the Asian time zone. It's going to be a discussion of the proposal that I think the PSC actually put up for funding to Confio from the Terra community pool. And hopefully we've got Ethan Frey, the father of Cosmos. Um, coming to the space to discuss how that money will be used by Confio, so that'll be handy. I have not checked the proposal recently. PFC has that been updated to provide a bit more clarity of the specifics behind? No, that's what will be used. Uh, that's what the calls for, and uh, hopefully Ethan will uh, do it. Um, so again, I have no allegiance to Confio or uh, financial ties or any ties to them. So I'd rather them basically say what they're going to do with it as opposed to me thinking what they're going to do with it. Absolutely. Um, that sounds great. At the same time, it's, as far as I'm aware, it's, it's the proposal that we vote on that essentially. Um, that's what yeah, I mean, yeah, I get that. And um, so after the call, I will take uh, some, of the, some of the feedback here and, and what Ethan says and just add it as a note on there. I mean... Uh, and so on. That sounds fantastic. And it looks like Ethan has set up on the real interchain account. The last time I was on a space with Ethan was for TFM. He was our first guest on a series we did called um, the Founders Series. And it was a conversation between our CTO and Ethan Frey. And a lot of it went over my head. But it was actually really, really interesting because they both spoke with so much passion that that managed to maintain my attention. So it's great to have Ethan on the space tonight to discuss this funding proposal, which will hopefully be a benefit to both the Terra community and provide runway for or part of the runway for Confuel to continue doing important work. Welcome, Ethan. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. And thank you all for this proposal, putting this proposal up and uh, and bringing it forward. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been, I guess, so I was actually talking the other day that Terra was our first uh, paying customer of Cosmosm back in April 2020. 
or I think it was the first contract we signed as Cosmosm, awesome, um, that someone found out that Terra were going to use our Cosmosm awesome, a prototype, and then you know they had things like you know you could query another contract or call it. I think there's like things like that, querying contracts and uh, and something else, so, uh, the custom messages, so we could support these uh, custom uh, swap and um, and various um, the Oracle. Um, uh, treasury modules in Terra. So we said, great. And so we actually, that was our first um, customer to pay us money to add new features to Cosmosm back in 2020. And then we saw what happened, you know, when Terra launched, of course, our first, uh, first really user. Um, so that was interesting. And uh, that's, that's, you know, it's been a long, long time. Um, things move forward and Cosmosm has definitely gone, gone on quite a few more chains. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long time. I think we had a few calls with some of the other Terra people. And I remember, I have to say, honestly, I'm not sure the current state of the ecosystem, um, but I definitely before the, before the larger collapse, I was definitely uh, talking to some of the larger, some of the devs and, and various, various people involved. So um, I'm glad to see things are still moving. That was, uh, yeah, and, and we're here. We're here to figure out how to work together and um, also to figure out what you guys, what you guys uh, how can support you guys. Wonderful. Thank you for that great introduction. To be honest, I, mean, I, I think there's, there's a few validators in this call just now. Some have already voted in favor of the proposal. Um, Orbital Command haven't yet voted. Both myself and MB are part of that team. Um, I don't want to take the words out of MB's mouth, but essentially we are in support of the proposal. Um, we would just like a bit more clarity written into the proposal. One thing I noticed was that you left essentially a, a brilliant comment on the thread kind of outlining the sorts of things that you'd be doing um, or using the funding for. So essentially for, for me to vote yes, I'd, I'd just like to see some of those comments that Ethan wrote into the, the actual proposal. And then I'm pretty sure we'll have auto command support behind this thing as well. Um, but yeah, MB and PSC, if you could sort of lead some questioning to Ethan and find out how this is going to benefit Terra, how this is going to benefit Confio, and how this is going to benefit, hopefully, the entire interchain as we move into the next cycle. Uh, sure. Um, OK, so the reason why I jumped at this uh, initially when I saw uh, Confio uh, doing this was, to, in my eyes, they are one of the uh, core development teams on the Cosmos blockchain. So without them, Cosmosm would kind of fall in a big heap. And for those who don't know what Cosmosm is, um, that's what smart contracts are written with. So all the DeFi, all the uh, NFTs that you have, all go through libraries and tools that these guys write. They're also uh, at the forefront. So you see their names with things like the Dragonberry patch, uh, with the Cherry, uh, patch. These are the security things that uh, have recently come through in the last couple of months. And they're the ones on top of it. They're the ones actually fixing the things, coordinating with all the other different chains to make sure the patches are going through and supporting us. And uh, behind the scenes, they are also, you know, have access, you know, we have access to um, our, our blockchain developers at, at TFL and with, outside of TFL. Uh, have access to these guys and ask some questions, get responses, and so on. So that's the the gist of it, and I think they should be supported. And the other thing that 
that it also gives, which doesn't sound like much, but they will listen to us about what we need. Um, and that in itself is huge, especially when we're building stuff like the Alliance module, when we're building other components which need potential changes or ways that the smart contracts and the WASM layers and all that kind of stuff interact slightly differently. They, we can, A, we've got experts who know the stuff and B, they can potentially implement the changes in a generic way. So it goes across all chains, which benefit us. So that's that's basically why I'm supportive of it. And I'll let uh, Ethan and uh, MB talk now. Cool, yeah, I'll just, uh... So thank you for that. We've definitely all supported the past. I remember there's some definitely Terra specific requests we had um, back from um, Jesse and Yun were asking things like, we're trying to run these giant nodes running a lot of requests in parallel, you remove all the mutexes from Tendermint and anything crashes. And we're like, well, you remove the mutexes. Um, and then, but like, okay, originally they asked us, but actually we got some sponsorship from them. And then we're like, okay, we'll go through. And we spent a lot of time working on libraries, uh, removing stuff, making it thread safe, making it able to run concurrent and removing as much as we can and putting the right locks as large as possible, which is really only for Terra. Because only Terra is running that level of concurrency and only one running that level of nodes. So, um, there's definitely things like that we've done in the past. Um, and we've had, for a while, we kind of like, let's get funding. Um, and until last year, it was okay, we just get some grant funding, we'll build stuff for everyone. And when we need money, everyone will pay us, right? Someone will pay us, right? And that kind of fell apart last year. And it kind of fell in the fall. So we've pivoted a little bit from like, okay, we'll just do, anyone has an issue on their chain, we go and help them. We did this for quite a while, all through last year. Anyone has an issue, we go investigate, we help them, help them get back on their feet. Right. And then we're like, okay, cool. Those same people, then we need help. They'll help us. Right. 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 And that hadn't really happened. Unless um, we made a call out, and I was very thankful for the Terra people to respond and be interested, uh, the validators here. Um, but yeah, so we've kind of figured the point that we want to have money, we want to maintain, we want to build a stack out. But I've said, hey, we have to prioritize. And so for me, this is um, basically the priority of issues is first of all, you know, is a critical issue everyone needs, like a security patch, we patch it. Right like the cherry one. Um, and otherwise it's kind of like, is this something that a, a paying customer needs? And then, okay, is this something that like most developers need, right? These other things. And if it's something that a few people need that aren't paying, then that's pretty low in priority list. So um, it's kind of this way we can prioritize, like that's how we have to be a little more. Like a lot of people ask us for things, a lot of people ask for help, a lot of people ask for things and we're like basically saying no. Um, if it makes sense, people request on there, we need this callback for IBC thing, we look at it, you're right. That's missing. Everyone will need that one. You're right, Mr. Packet Eddie, cool. We do that, you know, it's a small change. We make a change, it helps everyone. Um, we're totally, you know, fixing things for everyone, but any larger requests are pretty much basically like um, on like, you know, does this matter for someone that actually is funding us, right? And so that's maybe a little bit, um, maybe a little bit uh, cynical sometimes, but became like realizing that's the only way we can fund ourselves. So I think that's, uh, that's one big thing. And so we've been putting stuff into IBC recently um looking ourselves but really really happy to get more use cases from people you know and so like if you guys are building an alliance module um very happy to look at that see callbacks you need um i know we've added a few more uh things to make ibc a little more extensible contracts in the last uh, 31 and then the 32 releases um put in there just for stuff i found internally that i thought was interesting um but very happy to um uh, to, to integrate stuff like that um, as well as support so this is really like you're trying to run it in a non-standard environment. Our database is huge. We optimize the database somehow, et cetera, et cetera. And these kind of these kind of requests of like, 
who's looking at this issue and is this an issue that could be you know upstreamed um, are definitely definitely things we can we can support there and beyond that of course is the yeah meaning security keeping things there and keeping that relationship of like okay um we'll give you heads up there's some security issues you should be aware of or something you know so um i think that's kind of the biggest thing you can offer um is really just saying that those needs will be prioritized But I'm also interested in hearing what you want. So if people say, hey, these are issues we have, these are our problems we have, these are levels we have technically that we you know, really need, these are bottlenecks we're hitting, um, definitely open up discussions and say, okay, these are, this is what needs to happen. Um, we can definitely look at that and, you know, we can work around the roadmap. It's, um, we've committed some stuff, we've committed to maintenance, and we have a list, we mean, add a hub proposal with a rough list of a bunch of, um, a bunch of tasks we thought were important for this year, which we'll try to knock off. But again, if there is, Hey, um, other priorities coming up there, you know, and there'll be more funding. We can hire a few more devs and make sure we can take other issues as well. Yeah, just on that point, the feedback we had from the last call was documentation or examples. So, um, just as you know, might as well mention it now, you know, better documentation, better how tos, so that regular people can actually uh, start using this stuff. So, just some feedback for you. Cool. Well taken. We are we're definitely discussing that right now. Um, is on the plate. Uh, one of the issues we have is um, what needs a lot of resources to, to pull together, but all the resources when we start walking them through, you need a test net. And so you could write a Terra tutorial or a you know osmosis tutorial explaining them how or a Cosmos Hub tutorial how to connect to this and how to use this. But we're like, how do you write a tutorial that works for twenty different chains or thirty different chains and then explains how all all the faucets and stuff like that without being overwhelming? So that's a bit of our um, one of the blockers of making a super easy one of making this uh, chain generic, right? So um, there's definitely, we have, we're working on documentation, we, we're, we're working now, and that's one of the blockers we currently have in terms of designing it. Uh, we can explain theory, but going from, you know, walk through tutorials is, you know, what chain you're connecting to. Thanks. Yeah, well, um, the MB here, hi, Ethan. Um, and thanks for that, um, yeah, background on, on uh, Confio. And I, I think obviously it's, you guys are doing yeah, a fantastic job and have for several years now. Uh, chains like Terra and, and chains throughout Cosmos you know, depend on on the work that you do on Cosmosm and, and, and the other tools, technologies that, that you develop. It's, it's fantastic. Um, the, the way I understand it, and I don't have a tech background, is that you, know, you guys, um, on the one hand, uh, produce the, you know, some of the, the key public goods that, that keep um, Cosmos going. Um, and on the other hand, um, you described part of your role as you know, supporting individual chains and some of the needs you know, they need um, to keep themselves going or specific projects that they have. Um, I think that's, that's my understanding. I think that's pretty much what you guys do, and I think that's great. Um, one, um, one question that I had, um, who um, you said that Terra has funded Confio in the past. Um, currently, um, which are the the chains, uh, the larger chains that um, are supporting Confio as well, if any? Um, so yeah, before chain, it was actually um, we got some money from the Terra Foundation or one of these. Anyways, is a legal entity. They gave us some uh, support back back a while ago. Um, the um, Osmosis has supported us. I think they're really, uh, Juno gave a little bit, but then pulled out. They gave us a first grant of the thing and then pulled out the other one because of their issue, internal issues. Um, and recent hub is now funded us. So those are the only other chains. Um, it is honestly a bit disappointing. 
Um, I feel like these are older chains, like at least, you know, the, the Osmosis has been around for a while, the Hub, Terra has been around for quite a while, um, that are, understand blockchain, right? So it was actually, I'll be very honest, extremely disappointing to me to talk to, oh, there's 20 different chains running this thing. And you talk to these chains and you get this approach of, hey, it's a free license. Um, if you don't, if you want it, you know, if you make us pay, I guess we'll pay. But, you know, don't, if your license is free, we're not going to pay anything. Um, and I feel like there's a bit of this, um, frankly, Wall Street, New Yorker um, attitude there, right? And I, you know, I missed that. I, I was actually kind of disappointed when talking about chains. There's kind of this attitude of like, hey, whatever, we'll just use your stuff and take it and, and you know, run with it. And we don't need to give anything back. And you're like, well, blockchain was about public good funding. And for me, one of the greatest things that was solved with blockchain itself was um, funding open source software. Right. It was amazing to see like, oh, actually, like rather than people working their spare time, there's actually solid funding for crazy open source software on these foundations. And they're funding lots of open source development. A huge amount of open source development got funded, especially, you know, 2017, 18, 19, the 20. This really opened this huge uh, floodgate, I think, of, of funding for blockchain software, everything related to it, all these other libraries and stuff related to it. So cryptography libraries got huge amounts of funding suddenly. Right. They're sitting there in, in limbo. So I, I feel like that was like this understanding in blockchain. OK, cool. Um, you know, people get their raise their money. They're making their their businesses. They're making their DApps. They're making their businesses there. It's great. Um, but there's also this giving back to open source development. And I've it was kind of disappointing that a lot of the newer changes didn't have that. Um, and you know, then the other changes, frankly, don't have any money, right? Which I understand. Um, but yeah, so it's basically, I would say honestly, it's been um, uh, Osmosis, uh, Cosmos Hub, and uh, Bitjuno, um, besides Terra. Right. And then, yeah, frankly, um, Terra doesn't have a lot of money at the moment either, but um, we, certainly, we certainly as a community feel the, um, the need to support Confio and, you know, and the continued work that you, you guys do. That's for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, PFC, are there any other um, things that you wanted to bring up um, that you think the community would like to know, know about from the terrorist perspective? Um, not really in the generic work, but probably just some of the possibilities that you're opening up with IBC and all the different types of things that you can now do with IBC, thanks to partly some of the work that you have done in other teams. I think that may be of interest, but just more in general, not Confio specific, but you're one of the, you know, one of you guys are on those teams and helping out building some of the interchange stuff, how that's going, um, how you see Terra uh, helping potentially or using those kind of things moving forward with the app chains and all that kind of stuff. Um, just generic things, um, unless you have something specific, MB. Yeah, so I mean, IBC is kind of my passion. Um, I've been uh, I've been frustrated. Last year, about a year ago, like, okay, I've been working at IBC now. We got on multiple chains adopting it and I'll focus on that. Um, and then have been dealing with kind of internal organizational stuff, funding issues, um, various things. Um, and not really building out too much, unfortunately. I wish I had. We have the places for it. And so one of the things we did uh, recently started building out basically, um, first thing I did, I think, was I did in uh, Hack, uh, Hack, whatever it was, Hack Adam something in Seoul last summer, pulled out a simple contract using uh, interchain accounts, interchain queries, not using official ones, but using just go Rust implementations on both sides. You connect any Cosmos on chain, any Cosmos on chain using that. Um, and then that was developed with callbacks and then connecting with IBC transfers, you can transfer money and stuff. And so we actually have like, it's decent, it's turning into a few people turning into products, I think. 
Um, also hacked up mesh security and showing how you can build other protocols. So I think these can come out there and um, it's been a lack of, of time on it. But then I've been working some things there and working on little demos locally and really pushing these things to figure out what the limitations are. So recently we added that something is when you do callbacks, for example, um, it's a bit technical now. So if I send a packet and I want to do a callback, I need to be able to associate that packet ID um, with the call and code back, right? So if I send packet 17, sequence 17, uh, if I say, okay, when this transfer is finished, let me know, right? And they're like, cool, when this transfer is finished, that means I need an acknowledgement on packet 17, right? But you said, before you never gave that information, you said, send a packet, and then eventually get an acknowledgement. But there was no information. So now we have a return value. So when you actually send a packet, you get the packet ID from it, the sequence ID. So you can then correlate it when the acknowledgement comes in. Okay, that was this packet. So you can acknowledge the callback and, and you know connect these pieces. So that's definitely one thing um, because the callback use case is super essential. And something you really see missing that people said, hey, use a Go one, but they don't support callbacks, um, which quickly became an issue if you start building these interfaces. So like when you design in theory, it doesn't matter. But soon you start building a real app. And that's what I was doing last summer, like realize these issues like, okay, I want to call, I want to do a staking call another chain, right? Or do a query and get the result. As soon as the result comes back as a call back into my application. Oh, how do I call back? What do I use to index it, right? How do I know which person to give the information to when it comes back that was success or failure or whatever else? So that was really this... Um, this gotcha that came up when we, uh, you know, said, okay, I know we need callbacks. I know we need callbacks. It's pretty obvious, like discussing with people that we need to orchestrate it. So like, okay, I'm going to send tokens. Oh, tokens were successfully transferred. Now I'm going to stake them. Oh, they're finished staking, right? Or I query, they get a result from query. So this kind of like do something, get the result from the action back was pretty clear to me. But when you actually start building it out um, last summer, fall, we realized these limitations of it. So that, you know, okay, that was a great finding. And I'm trying to get a little more time to work on IBC stuff and definitely other people working on it. It's good to some other people, um, actually, I think, uh, Xerox Larry and, um, and uh, Ezekiel from Dowdow have been giving some information back in their attempts. And um, so if anyone from Terra is working on that, I'd love to have conversations with you guys about what you're trying to do. I can try to architect and show you how to use a current API to do this stuff. And, if they're not successful, those are the issues on the find. These are the use cases, the complex use cases. They're pushing it, and where's it missing? What's out there? Um, I have some ideas we haven't built out yet, which are really app-level ideas, um, but maybe they're missing something at foundation level. So a lot of our work is in the foundation, like making sure we have the, the um, expose all the APIs you need, but then we also have been doing prototyping all application level stuff. So we're not actually bringing IBC applications to production because that requires having a down and DeFi protocol, L1 and all this stuff we don't have, but have been definitely working on these as, you know, prototype them out, show how it works, make sure it works and make sure these things work. So um, we've been doing that kind of as a, let's build some prototypes and demo it and then fire test our implementation, make sure it can do everything we think it can do. But when we get that from real users building real protocols saying, hey, we have this, how can you do X, Y, Z? Okay, for X, you can do this way. For Y, you can do it that way. And for Z, well, hmm. You're right, you can't do it. We have to do an API for that one. We'll add it to the next release. So that was stuff I'd love to have these conversations with, especially from anyone. Yeah. Um, IBC stuff. Yeah, just my last point, and then we can open up on that. 
the key message here is that that's not chain level stuff anymore. That's application level stuff it, yeah. as well. So you have the likes of TFM building bridges and they're using IBC. You have the likes of Eris doing IBC transfers and Bone Luna doing IBC transfers. They're applications sitting on the chains and that's some of the things that they're gonna bring in it. Uh, and that they can help with. And that's where having these guys saying, hey, look, I'd really want to be able to do this with my app. So for example, I want to be able to up migrate my smart contract on another chain uh, from Luna or via the enterprise app. That's the kind of stuff that's happening. And that example, I think Mars does. But you know, that's Larry and his super knowledgeable about that, that stuff. So I've, you've answered most of my questions. Um, uh, we could probably open it up to some questions from the the people on the, on the call. Yeah, maybe? that's a good idea, Pierce. Yeah, if anybody um, in the audience would like to come up, I've passed out a few invites, um, but yeah, just feel free to come up and just a casual conversation. Um, ask Ethan anything you have, um, raise any concerns. I'm sure he'll help answer them. One thing, Ethan, that um, was proposed in one of the comments, I think in Agora, was the, um, yeah, perhaps the need for um, you know, if Terra goes ahead with this um, with this funding to to Confia, which we hope it will, um, uh, the need for a, a document, uh, just something setting out in broad strokes, perhaps the envision support um, contribution that um, Confia sees you know, giving to Terra. Um, perhaps not too specific, because I think it, uh, as you described, it would be on a case by case basis, depending on what the Terra core development team needs, um, and also perhaps some of the you know, ongoing work that you envisage doing for Cosmos generally, because the you know, obviously the the support that Terra would be giving would be partly for, yes, um, support of Terra projects, but also you know, ongoing support of Cosmos as a whole for the public goods work that you guys do. So um, a, a document that perhaps you know, set out what your intention is um, might, be, might be something that um, would be helpful. How, how do you think about that? Okay, it looks like Ethan's gone down to a listener level. I'm going, I'm going um, to bring him up again if I can. Twitter app. <laughs> I don't use it much. I'm on the phone. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, I got knocked down. Um, I think they're happy to write a document on it. I think for me, the discussion point, we can write definitely lots of things in there. So I'd love to have that discussion here, and you can even write this down for sure. Um, so I said there's a few things. Uh, one is this general, like, you know, you'll support the roadmap. So we keep maintenance, security, maintain all things that are needed uh, for the security levels, you know, basically keep it maintained for everyone, right? So this is a contribution of public goods. Um, the second one is services, right? And so the services um, uh, we can offer is basically, you know, consulting directly with your teams and prioritizing these issues that matter to your teams, right? So I think for me, to be clear, it's good to have actually a very clear um, uh, contact person. So, the it'll be awesome if you have like hey these two or three people are your contact people with Terra that will you know ask requests of you know, support they need rather than you know someone in the community um you know for the hub it's kind of like someone in the hub says this hub needs this I'm like well the hub has to say it right so who's speaking to the hub right the Cosmos hub so who speaks to Terra that'll be good to know who does that we're definitely very happy to have you know put it down like these two people are um are are speaking for that and they can you know they make requests we'll have uh you know they've requests of architecture feedback on something, if they request on prioritizing issues that come up through those reviews of we actually feature needs and this thing's not working and we're like, okay, use this API that you don't know about or, oh, well, we have to add a new API for that one. 
um, definitely, definitely happy to have that. Um, best if there are, again, like a one, two, three people we have to contact people to give that feedback in there and say we can prioritize the needs of these people and they can channel what's important from Terra. Um, and then again, of course, um, support on any emergency basis. So um, this is goes out, I, I don't really consider uh, saying, but like obviously like, so if Terra has some halt or if there's some weird bug in it, uh, something happens, it's happened in the past, it seems much stabler now, but there, you know, sit down, drop what we're doing, investigate that, trying to fix it and trying to get guys back up. Um, I know in the past, uh, the devs in Terra have done amazing jobs on that themselves. Um, but we're definitely happy to jump in on these things, you know? So if, you know, we have this funding, we're like, okay, we consider it very important, your high priority chain. And then if the issues in this chain did knock it down, uh, you have upgrade issues, you have whatever issues, we're here to um, to make sure that's there. So I think um, it's kind of that um, the general funding of our roadmap and we're open for requests for like, hey, these are general features that you think are useful. Um, second is particular like, advising and you know prioritizing features needs for your applications. And third is kind of this insurance policy. Um, as the general work when the roadmap, uh, put some stuff in the hub on a, a few of these things we're talking about. One of them is working on floating points. We've started doing some demos of that, uh, a few different attempts uh, to look at how to safely test adding floating point operations. So this might not mean much to non-techies, but basically... Um, okay, I can't hear him at the moment. I'm not sure if uh, that's me or just... Uh... Yeah, that's, that's me too, actually. Um... Okay, so just just to carry on about the floating point, um, on a typical blockchain, there is no floating point. On none of the other chains, they do floating point. Floating point is needed uh, when you're doing stuff around DeFi, basic division. So if you want to basically say one lunar is equal to 3.5 USDC or USDT, he's back. Hopefully Ethan's back. Sweet. And first last point is, so obviously floating point is basically, um, if you have math, normally of numbers, you got 1.2345, you can multiply them. Um, with Cosmosm and, well, Ethereum also, and pretty much every smart contracting language to make them deterministic, we only use integer math. Um, so when you try to do things like, you know, um, well, works for AMMs, when you start getting stable swaps and you start getting expensive, crazy curves there, um, interesting curve math, suddenly all the libraries don't really work or very inefficient. Um, because you can't use a native um, processors, you have to emulate this math in integers, um, which is pretty slow. Um, so we are working on adding native support for floating points into the contracts and doing that safe way. So that's doing a research project for a while and we plan to get out later this year, um, by the end of the year. And that's one of the things is public good funding would pay for. That will allow basically DeFi or any math heavy libraries uh, to go both more efficient and more powerful computations. So I think maybe other devs could explain on that a little bit, the underhand floating points. Um, that's one relatively large project that like, you know, hey, everyone would be happy on that, but it's, you know, so having some solid op public source, open um, public goods funding will definitely help us, you know, focus on that, stick a few devs for a few months on just focusing on that and making sure there are no edge cases. This suddenly, you know, if someone multiplies, you know, this number by this number on AMDs and Intel chipsets, they suddenly are different and half the validators fall offline. Right, which is, we have to be very sure that it never happens. Um, but that's one example of something. So anyway, I'll, uh, I'll hand it over. Yeah, that's you. I mean, floating point is huge. Uh, I've been on a couple of different chains and no one does that. And half the challenges you have is they all do integer approximation and that's where some of the different 
bigger hacks are because they don't, you know, they use a library wrong and it kind of screws up. So having that in the base layer would be huge. Just looking to see if there's anybody else that is interested in coming up to, to ask questions of Ethan. Don't be shy. Raise your hand. We've got Big Ray in the house. I don't know if he's on the wine tonight um, or this morning, wherever he is. Might be good to get him up or Philip. I don't know if Philip is. Yeah, let's get some people up. Sparks, photos. Coming in Sparks with a question or comment for Confio. Sparks, the floor is yours. Oh, hey, uh, I have a question about uh, the Terra uh, community process, something I've had for quite some time, actually. And it's less about the burn proposal and more about uh, other utilities. Because, uh, to be honest, just holding some coins over time and the, the constant uh, kickbacks from the exchanges to prevent a burn tax and things of that nature. Uh, I was curious about any alternatives like turning, like uh, like how some companies do stock buybacks where they just willingly buy back their own stuff or, uh, or their own stocks rather just to increase value or um, like another... Okay. Oh, what so yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of the stuff you're talking about is probably Lunk related, which is the Luna V1. Um, probably not. We haven't got the right people up here to talk about burns and buybacks and and things like that. I know they've got a couple of different proposals up there, but um, it's probably the wrong call. We're not really uh, as knowledgeable about Lunk and how those things work as others in the Twitter sphere. If that makes sense. We've got Big Chubb coming up. Is it going to be sensible? That's the question. So other, I was going to throw some other things out here. Um, I'm open for discussion. Again, I would love to have a, a few contact people that say these are the core devs. I'm not sure who the core devs are right now in, in Terra. Um, the, uh, but say these speak to the devs and these are requirements. I know the Terra.js has been around for quite time and we have this Cosm.js library as well. We fill out. Um, this seems to de not quite support terror, so it requires like a like, different version of it. Um, I think this is, I think I know some of the particular cases they differed, like the terror from the other one have been fixed in terror two. They were kind of like the old old version of terror one um, before the upgrade even. Um, so um, I might be able to make that work just out of the box. And I don't know if it matters or different or get using on the hood and how that works. I don't know if it's interesting people. So definitely like if people are interested in that, that's something we could also work on and make sure that you know Terra Jess and Cosm Jess, uh, you know, interoperability and stuff like that. Um, could yeah, it, it'd be great if Cosm JS could actually use the uh, Terra Station wallet, for example, as opposed to just uh, using the Kepler. And I'm sure it can because it's a different layer, but having that and different interactions. But uh, for the most part, you can use Cosm.js on the Terra chain. You can use Feather or Terra.js on other chains. It's more the um, protobufs and the uh, message types that uh, need to be mapped across. And uh, it's fairly just cut and pasty sometimes, um, but there's a lot of tools and they're very, very similar. Cool, cool. So yeah, it'll be awesome to have that. Like if there's clear request again, adding support for um, ensuring that uh, Cosm Station, uh, um, Terra Station works with Cosm.js would be interesting. Uh, thing to have and work with someone on 
on the chair side for that, from the cost, uh, for the chair station side, maybe to make sure that works and have that discussion, like what's your API, show us the APIs, let's see if this works, figure out how to get it working. Yeah, and back to, back to your, uh, and again, there's other speakers, so I'm not gonna take up too much, but the core devs in the TFL team, I think would basically probably be one of, one or two of your major key points. Uh, so you've got the Jareds of the worlds who will probably be the key points and the, uh, was it the MCs? Uh, the community relationship managers, they will probably be organizing um, on our side and probably somebody like a something else or something. They, they're not particularly um, super uh, techie, but they know all the techies and they can filter some of the requests in and potentially connect you to some of the, the more interesting ones. That might be a way of doing it for us. Yeah, this might be a useful update for the proposal um, to PFC. Uh, volunteer uh, Jared and something else to uh, do some more work. Loving, Absolutely. loving it. Always. <laughs> they like me. <laughs> I see that. Right. Oh, sorry, Rebel. Go ahead. Or I was just going to invite Philip up to the stage. Please speak in English, Philip. Hey. Thank you very much. <laughs> Why don't we speak German for now? <laughs> Joke. Hey Ethan, um, I'm I'm really fan of Cosmbasen. It's it's really awesome to develop in it. Um, so in and generally I support the the funding um, of you guys. The only thing I, I have a little bit an issue with is um, how the proposal in the Terra ecosystem is missing a lot of information. So this kind of uh, PFC later on referenced um, the proposal from Atom Hub, uh, Cosmos Hub, and this is a lot more detailed. And this is the same I would expect for the Terra community just to know um, what we can expect from the funding. And I have more questions regarding the company itself, uh, Confio, regarding um, what kind of um, grants or fundings it has received over the last year and how many devs are really working on Cosmbasm and related products. Okay, so um, to the grants, if you look at the interchain, they finally released the numbers, so I can quote them. Um, they spent 40 million last year in Interchain Foundation and uh, Confio received 300,000. Um, we also received, um, well, in theory, it received 500,000. Sorry, Ethan, can I interrupt again? Can, can you just say those numbers? Because they are quite astronomical. Um, there was, so the ICF Foundation has spent a total of 40 million last year. If you find the recent posting of their transparency report from, I think, a month ago, or three weeks ago, they announced how much money the Interchain Foundation spent. That's the main thing funded by the Cosmos Hub for funding everything else. They spent a total of 40 million. Um, a few of the large ones got 13 million and 6 million each, the two larger funds, number of them being five. Confio got 300,000 US dollars, 350,000 dollars. For um, a small which brain, is, is that 0.75% without a calculator? Ray, is that right? Something like that. Um, it's a little less than one percent, let's say, of that funding. So not, um, not much, essentially. So we're saying no, no, number ten. We're like organization number ten in the funding of that. Um, this is so. If you think of that. That's you know, you can probably pay a bit one person working in the Bay Area salary. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe two devs. Um, so we also um, the other funding we got there. We had worked for product work for Osmosis. Um, and we built some products and we made profit on that. We built some product for T-Grade, another blockchain, and we paid for building product work there. Um, we received um, 
a grant from Juno, uh, part of the grant from Juno. We got it was five hundred thousand. Eventually, after after whatever price delays and changes, it was a bad price movement. I think we got cash about four hundred thousand, maybe from Juno last year as well. Um, so that was we had about seven hundred thousand of things. Our burn rate was around a little over two million a year. So basically, we fund ourselves largely last year on um, and the last um, was last year was largely funded on um, on on product work. The product work was also paid tokens largely, which also lost a lot of their value. Obviously, um, we sealed deals in the beginning of the year and got paid, you know, May and June, and that didn't work out too well. Um, so we did kind of a tough year last year. Um, and I said we definitely lost money. A lot of the public goods work was not funding us, so we did not get the funding. Um, the ICF had, contract was basically largely uh, cut, not completely cut, but largely cut in the middle of the year and stuff like that. So there was definitely some some difficulties there. So um, this year we actually had better. We had no funding at all, um, and we were being close to bankruptcy. So that's why we did the big call out in early February. Um, as uh, more or less a either fun, after talking three months to a lot of member chains. So that's our current status. We are now better funded. We have an agreement with ICF this year, um, which we can get up to 1.6 million over the year. Um, potentially, I think it's going to work out to about 1.2. Um, but um, but yeah, it's a limited thing and various whatever. There are things, but you'll get something there. And we also got this Cosmos Hub funding. Again, it's 1.2 million. Adam slipped of it. Probably we get about 1 million out of that in the end. Um, that is enough to support us now. We have gotten with that, we are able to, uh, you know, basically pay all of our bills. We stay alive and keep focusing on public goods rest of the year. Um, Terra funding would go beyond that, would allow us to actually scale back up a little bit. We had um, about last summer we were at 13 devs right now we are at nine um we've lost a few we hired a few but then lost a few um we've not really been hiring for a while because of uh financial issues so um we need to we have uh year marked to hire up uh two more rust devs possibly go dev and engineering manager to um in order to actually resume a speed and keep a speed higher. So having this funds allowing us to build up a team and have a little more runway rather than saying, okay, sure, until the end of 2023, and then we have no idea where funds come from, uh, would be very helpful for us to actually keep a longer term uh, roadmap for public goods funding. Uh, Ray, did you want to jump in there with a question? Yeah, I had a, I had a couple of questions. Um, do you, I, I think this has been hashed at some point, but do you what was the reason why ICF or why the contract didn't work out? I don't I don't recall, but can you elaborate on what happened with the funding? Um there was a notice they apparently uh, I don't know um all the details, uh but apparently they had promised a total of like 100 million dollars of funding in ICF and had not cashed out uh into uh dollars. And so when everything crashed um, they realized that the funds they'd promised everyone and the funds actually had cashed out didn't match. So they said, everyone, there's a freeze, a hiring freeze. And so I talked to them, okay, what does that mean? Because other teams were madly hiring people. Um, and we said, we had barely even started the work on ICF. Um, they had signed a contract with us in, I think, late February um, after long, long discussion. In the meantime, we had taken on a bunch of product work, especially with osmosis. So we said, hey, we've given most of our devs to product work now because actually it was giving us contracts now and we're waiting on you guys forever. So whatever. So we took all the product work 
and started in Q2 moving some people into public goods work. We, I think, had one dev doing public good work in Q1, moved a few more people into that public good work again. Um, yeah, we hadn't been much. And they said, cool, we're moving them and discussed with people to move more and more people into public good for Q3 and Q4. Um, apparently, the person I was talking to was always my, my, my contact person there was fired, but I was not told about that. And um, so there's a lot of miscommunication going on because I kept talking to this person. I thought they were still speaking for ICF. Apparently, they weren't speaking for ICF. And the only one that responded to the group chat was this person. So um, there's a lot of miscommunication. And then I asked, okay, so what's happening with this, this hiring freeze? Um, we have you know, five people working on public goods right now. End of Q2, we had an average of four people over that quarter. Um, we've hired two people also to join public goods. Um, and we have a bunch of other people to make you know, the number of contracts. We have a, a cap, pretty high cap. Um, these other people, which we move over, which are on our payroll already, which I had spoken for for the last three months, this other guy, they're going to move in public goods um, from this product work as soon as you finish, wrap the product work and we're wrapping up all the product work, finishing the product work, taking no new product work to work in public goods. Um, at that point, uh, they, we got this letter that everyone got um, from ICF to say hiring freeze and ask them how to interpret that. And after waiting a month, I find out end of July, uh, the interpretation of that was that there would be, um, we are allowed to have four people. Um, and, and to meet some various things. So that was a bit of a shock, let's say. Um, so, and that we have to revisit all of our, all of our, our, um, our uh, deliverables, all the possible things, and go through this whole process again um, for about a third of our, our possible, um, what was proved previously. previously. Um, owned, for me, that was a bit, um, yeah, turned into a bit of a chaos here. Um, and I think one was the issue of the cut in itself, was a hard thing. The second one is communication, which is basically null before then leading up to that. Um, understandably, they were extremely busy um, and they are dealing with 100 different teams, but it was, it's, yeah. Whoever decides to cut all Q3 funding uh, the day before the last day of Q2 with no warning and un unable to answer calls uh, for a month is uh, not, I don't know. I think it's a bit difficult, let's say, to work with something like that. Um, and that was what- That was- yeah. That was about the time Maria took over, right? And it was after she took over. Um, and that letter was actually signed by Ethan Buckman. Um, that made it liberal and I asked her to clarify. I wrote him personally for over a month and he never responded. Um, and finally, I called a month later with her uh, to clarify. I wrote a call with her and then I didn't get clarification. And then it took a month to get clarification of how to interpret it. Um, she had been there before. She forced it, but she did not make that call. She wasn't forcing it, but she was not the one to actually sign the letter. But the, the key thing to take away from this is having one source of funding isn't a good idea, especially in a decentralized environment, because these kind of things can happen. Exactly. Um, and you know, funding too, and then they said, okay, we took a while. The first one, the second one, they said, oh, we can't pay you, right? So, so that was our, like, their hope. They offered funding and in Q3 to cover our... our the rest of the year, um, and that kind of we got half that the first half of it. Um, they had franchise issues too. They said we can't pay it, so we're like, okay, another franchise here, another franchise here. Um, and that's definitely a bit. Um, we were looking, hoping when we when we started reaching out in November, uh, reaching out to many different chains, hoping to get you know maybe ten different chains all pitch in some money um, to keep us going, um, and that was definitely not working out as well as planned. So, but, just to follow up with Philip's question, so does that mean that? for the coming time once these grants go through that you're going to have all nine uh, devs you have now working on uh, public goods? 
there are currently. Um, we have, um, they're currently working on public goods as of this month. The last uh, two of them working on other things stopped. So we only work on public goods currently. Um, like I said, we got this money and we started moving into public goods now. Um, uh, since April, we've been moving everyone into that. Um, we are looking to hire up. And yes, they're all doing public goods. You know, they're open contracts. I have another question, but uh, if somebody else has a question, I'll wait. Uh, just go ahead. He's so right? polite on these stage, these spaces, but yeah. Keep going, sir. Oh, I noticed you not put your hand up this time. So maybe not as polite as you normally are. Yeah, I haven't had any wine. So I am, uh, this is mo more of a statement and a question, but I know one of the things, like, I I'm not deep into Cosmwasm. I've been trying to learn it. Uh, and I've been going through a lot of the documentation and finding that um, a fair amount of the documentation is missing, broken, or like open issues and should be completed kind of items. So I was wondering if with this community funding, if there could be somebody managing and doing maintenance and starting to make sure that, you know, like a part of the engineering cycle of developing these tools is actually making sure that when they're deployed, that they're documented. I mean, in an ideal world, it'd be like crazy IBM level documentation, but you know, I, I would just be happy to see like, here's a, you know, here's a working example of the contract and here's how it, you actually instantiate it and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so there is some, like if you check out the best, the docs site was kind of broke, we'd hand it off. So the history here is we'd hand it off to the inner Wasm DAO idea that was going to found off and give some funding to them. They were going to go off and build this whole thing and, and try to maintain it cross chain back end of 2021. Never did that kind of, we're trying to maintain docs, we're never, not really maintaining it. So these docs are really based in early 2021 as we were maintaining them. Um, then really there are 16s, one zero betas, stuff like this. And that never really updated. And so we had a discussion. And so a few months ago, say, actually, like we should give us back that repo because it's running under us, but it was actually under Wasm DAO, inner Wasm slash, you know, doc. And they weren't really maintaining it and they had no funding for maintaining it anyway, I guess. So they weren't. So we took it back internally in ours and actually like at the beginning of this year. So we actually had the repo ownership out again um, to do those. Um, and I understand the pain points. We are working on it. We have to, we're currently discussing how to make it. And we were talking to some other people, other Cosmos and developers um, to help with that, to get feedback and make sure it works. The one thing we have done, and so I, I think it's a missing documentation, it should link a little more. We have two places you can look for documentation right now, which I think are actually relatively well maintained. The first one is book.cosmosm.com. And that will lead you through the Rust side. It leads you through building a contract in Rust and all the details on that one. I think that is, um, uh, we're adding more pieces to it, but it's a very like step-by-step -step explanation of all the pieces, how a contract works. So that's more like a textbook on building contracts. It's just on the Rust side, the book. There's CW-Awesome, which is like an awesome list. It links all these tools and other tutorials out there and video trainings. There are a number of trainings out there. And a lot of people we asked about documentation before didn't want it because they were all going to build their own chain-specific documentation. For a while, everyone's like building their own chain documentation. No one really wanted Cosmosm documentation, right? They all were just building for our chain, right? No, no, we have Archery brand documentation now. So we don't want Cosm, right? Like, so this was kind of asking for funding. It was like, no one wanted it because they want to have their own chain documentation. Um, if you guys want us to work on that, that's definitely a nice request. It's a very good request. And we will um, definitely prioritize that much. Um, and, you know, one of the things that's linking to the test nets um, and also having someone define what you guys expect to be in there. So for me, um, my imagination would be how to use a contract, right? How to uh, run a node, how 
like a local node, DevNet, how to, do you want to know more about that? How to integrate the Go stuff or not? Is it just about uploading a contract using command line tools, uploading a contract using Cosm.js or Terra.js? Um, is it, you know, building a D app? Is it writing a contract? Um, is it, you know, all these various things? So I think there's pieces there. Um, and I think actually writing a contract, one of the better documented pieces. Um, if you find it, it's hard to find the documentation. We need to organize it, but it is documentation on that piece. Um, yeah, well, for me, it's the indexed map uh, functions, which are the killer. We need, we need yeah, yeah. way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so we should we should make a, a issue there. Your list. That's one of the known ones. Um, uh, yeah, they, they kill me too. I look at personally. I wrote a chunk of that code, and then when I go away for five months and come back to it, I have to look at an example of another code running it. And so maybe they're just too complex because uh, maybe we have to revisit those again. Who knows? Um, but yeah. Um, but they're powerful, but they do a lot of stuff magically. Um, uh, but yeah, they definitely need better better examples. I think they're they're documented. And the README of CW Storage Plus explains a lot of stuff in it. The README there, right? Again, where the docs are, there are docs, but the README but it's not the place we really look at. Um, and we should we should you know have walkthroughs on how to use it for sure. But and I think the README of Storage Plus um, explains a fair bit of stuff. Um, but yeah, index maps is definitely the hard hard part there. Yeah, and it's even just like I was sorry this PFC's been working on me with this too, is like the ICS twenty, CW twenty ICS twenty stuff. It's like, well, what are all the components that are involved here? And just trying mm -hmm. to figure out how all the pieces interact with each other is yes. <laughs> I haven't figured I mean it's tribal knowledge at this point, which is as far as I've found, which is helpful, you know, if you can get enough people in the room, but they're it's really hard to just to just find the documentation to figure out how to go, you know, cradle to grave kind of on some of this stuff. I'll, I'll tell you there is, again, documentation, we need to index this stuff. Um, if you're looking for under, there's a repo, Cosmosm slash resources, uh, which is something I pulled out last August. Um, and if you go in there, um, you will find some links to the tech docs of IBC stuff, theory, which whatever. And then you can see some, some videos uh, last August of them explaining the IBC stack me explaining how this works, how the um, accounts works, and how basically like frustrating calls work, not ICS 21. Um, and then you see the test code using that stuff. Um, by have like an hour and a half video uh, from a hackathon uh, teaching, walking through how IBC contracts work in general um, and how those code callbacks work. Um, and then some links to some other tests and docs there. It's uh, not the best documentation. It's not a well-formed documentation, but it's a talk and it has links to code-level tests and some other code-level documentation. Um, it can definitely be better, but that is there, there's something, right? I'm saying there's a lot of this is the organization structure of saying, hey, these are pieces floating around the internet somewhere, um, and you know, let's do it. I know there's uh, some other people writing some uh, tutorials and like, look at my IBC contract, how it works. Um, so yeah, um, I think that is some stuff, um, but we, we'd love to have an issue on that one. Um, I think um, we'd love to have an issue on this list of people and maybe they can gather this issues. I think saying making docs a priority, we heard that 100%, we'll make docs a priority. What needs to be in the documentation is a big question. So I would say um, we should, again, these point, if you have these two point people, um, is it Jared and something else? Um, or whoever you decide to do that, that'll be good people to get the request of the thing and saying, hey, so when you add documentation, add documentation is a generic thing is uh, kind of vague. We think of something missing, we add those, but actually no, I'll add the other thing. 
right? And um, so I, there's right now so much missing that we can definitely add a lot of things. <laughs> I'm not, uh, but uh, it would be good to have a list of some concrete points that would love to be uh, dealt with, and um, we can definitely prioritize those. Just one last point. Um, and just take this as constructive criticism, not a, not a, just like a, I think it would be beneficial to hire somebody who professionally develops documentation to figure mm -hmm. out all the things that, that Confio does and that they should be documented, all the stuff you guys are responsible for and get that organized. Like you guys need to focus on building. And I think it would be helpful to just have somebody who can just build this thing from the ground up and actually make like one cohesive thing for everybody to use. Yeah, it's a good point. I'd love to. If we have, so again, we can, I'd be happy to uh, find that person, especially if we have funds for it. Um, again, this issue of the docs it became a sorry point around November. People started complaining about the docs heavily, October, November last year. And it was a time we didn't have any more funding. So, so we haven't hired anyone up. Um, but um, I do hear the docs need to be done. We are trying to do it with the resources we have. And you're right, uh, a lot of devs are happy to do low-level docs, but this whole high-level introduction, explanatory stuff is definitely, um, uh, it's hard to drag devs into that one. So having an expressional doc writer would be a very good good idea. Thank you for the offer. The, not the offer, but the um, uh, advice. Great, that's right. Very well. Yeah, so another thing, I, I would prefer um, to not have a single point of contact because then it's, it always takes time to, to get questions through. It would be better, better to have some kind of common group where, where some devs can be invited into, um, where, where one of, of you guys is also available and where questions can be asked directly from dev to dev. The common group is more just to uh, filter and to organize. Uh, once you have a question, then you'd be connected into the dev. It's it's also to, you know, these guys are devs, they're trying to code. They're, what will happen otherwise is you're going to get 100 devs coming in saying, well, how do I deploy a contract or something like that? And a lot of the questions can be answered already with existing documentation. It's more how level two support works. So if you think about something else or MC, or uh, Jared, they'd hear it, they'd say, well, that's a common thing, go and ask this. Oh, that's interesting, we'll push it through. That's what that's what the people are there for. They're just, they're just trying to prevent, you know, somebody like a Simon from answering how, how is a contract deployed again? I, or, I or, totally, totally understand that, but um, I, I think this, this part of um, first level, second level support should be done on the Confio side um, and the resources provided from them. And in a, in a shared channel, I don't know, or through some kind of ticket system um, through Discord, because um, Jared and MC are not first level support, in my opinion, and they should have also other focuses. And um, so we, we need some kind of structure to contact um, this. And, and I would also suppose that we need some kind of IBC um, task force group, because uh, I'm, I'm knowing probably alone on Terra four to five teams that are working on IBCs, how, how they can execute cross-chain uh, cross um, execution messages, and they all work on their own and need to find the right documentation and work well, out of time. On the, IBC, on the IBC stuff, there is actually discords out there, and there, are, there is groups doing that. Uh, it's just they're not terror-specific due to the nature of IBC. It's just a matter of finding them. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting great support from the Hermes group 
whenever I have IBC questions and all that kind of stuff. It's just knowing who to ask. And if you want, I can link you into those IBC groups. Yeah, that would be so awesome. So we have um, Discord, um, and we have we do answer some questions there. Um, a lot of community answers other questions, and my approach there is if a question looks like a hard question and has not answered in two days, we jump in and answer it, you know, something like that, right? So a lot of people ask, like, you know, how do I run WASMD or how do I, you know, write a contract? Um, and then you have the people writing, like, you know, oh, I have this compile failure and other devs, a lot of other customers dev jump in between different chains, you know, for different projects, helping to out there. And then it's like, oh, how do I use the IBC, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, yeah, these are, these are things. So I think one thing is questions there, right? And so there is support there in a way of questions and there's knowledge sharing. Uh, in the Discord chat .com. Um, and uh, we've been more or less available there. I think if we get back, we, we're doing it more. We stopped when we stopped doing public goods. We should get back into uh, doing it more, but we are, we are devs are on it, so on that Discord. Um, the that's a general thing, and so that general chat for me, that's kind of the first level of support, right? That's there. A lot of questions answered there. The second one is like when someone asks me something. I ignore most people because a lot of people ask me things, right? And so a lot of people ask for something and is to ask for our team doing something and who are you, right? And like for me, a bit of this filter is, hey, these are actually, you know, teams building projects on Terra that we care about, or this is random person, you know, trying to launch their own chain. Um, like, good, you know, there's, they're complaining that Ignite CLI isn't working with Cosmos. I'm like, I don't know, I asked these guys to do that a year and a half ago, but like that, and who are you? And like, why am I doing that? So there's a bit of that like prioritization that happens that need to know who people are. So a bunch of random aliases on there that don't want to even tell what project they're working on or sharing the code on Discord is hard to actually prioritize, right? So this offer of these contact people um, wasn't saying you can't ask for help. You can ask for help there. And you know, and you'll probably get your best attempt answers. But if you want to like have, um, feed things into prioritization. Say, hey, these are actually important things that we'll actually take time out to code and see if we need to add APIs for, et cetera, et cetera. That's where I have these people to kind of prioritize these are official requests from Terra, not, you know, um, of anyone. So having that list that's kind of filtered from someone saying, okay, these are people asking for it. That said, um, I think it'd be great to have a more discussion with um, IBC teams. I love to have those discussions and I would love to have them on that chat. There is a channel on the Awesome chat. We should link it somewhere here. Actually, I'd love it if you send it to them. I will open it right now. Um, call it the IBC contract. So if you go to chat.com Discord um, and go into the IBC contracts channel, um, there are there are talks about adding multi-test for IBC right now um, and stuff like that, and other discussions of different um, different projects. So um, I think this is um, this is good. Uh, Good, good discussion place to start in. And then if you say, hey, work on Terra and we have these things, uh, you know, maybe that, the, the, you know, again, uh, Jared, someone else say, hey, these, these devs, uh, you know, these requests are actually very important because it's a serious project we have, right? Um, so I think uh, that's a great place to go. Go into the IBC contracts channel on chatcosmos.com. So asking there. I'm definitely happy to get that. And when three people ask the same question, we should definitely improve that. And these are good, good places to get that. Yeah, Aris, uh, Phil, I'll uh, link you to it. So you, I'll send you the Discord invite to that group so you know where it is. Yeah, I, I just joined it already. I think this is this is a good group to have. I, I, I just thought the, 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 the support was always going through Jared and MC, but this is, of course, better. And if we have specific requests that the Cosmosm team um, needs to be doing, for example, Alliance um, bindings to provide for Cosmosm, 
um, then we would need to go through Jared. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, but yeah, if you have questions, please come there. Please, I love to have more people on there. Um, so it's uh, it's very dev centered. Don't worry, it's not a meme board Discord. I think there's a meme channel that got like one post every two months saying, "Hey, dead, this this is dead." Um, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, if you look at the other channels, there's quite good discussion on um on on um developer questions. And there, I know a lot of people that used to work or maybe still work on entire projects or used to work in entire projects are on there. So I don't uh, white whale and um and uh Lavana and some other things like that so i'm not sure who have changed it on anymore but i've seen those as well there yeah that's a great thing about the old uh, terra ogs they've basically spread their wings and they're out and about and building up app chains interacting with the rest of the cosmos community so there's a lot of people who are ex terra devs everywhere it's just a matter of building up the community network that so you know where, where to ask the right questions because that group has been around for years and uh you know it's just knowing them we have been going for over an hour it's been an interesting discussion that i've been able to follow along with this time so thank you for the clarity ethan um We've got a few validators in the house at the moment. Um, Ghidorah has already voted yes for this proposal. PFC is a yes. Philip, do you control any voting power? Or is that the... Not, are you involved in any that? validators, Philip? Uh, is probably another way of asking that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not involved in the voting of any validators. Let's say it like that. I'm. Uh, I can only tell you. That's a very specific response. You you can of course uh, vote on Eris protocol for the proposal if you like. So we are still quite a bit off quorum, um, but hopefully more validators. Had nineteen votes so far, which is not not a huge amount of engagement yet. Yeah, I realized that I didn't actually write the uh, GitHub uh, thing to actually whitelist the proposal. In my mind, I did. I could have sworn I did. It must have been on some other uh, thing. Uh, so it was live yesterday. So hopefully the validators will now see it and uh, respond and give them a couple of days and hopefully they will be uh, aware of it. Absolutely. So any final words from anyone or shall we thank everyone for being here and then go away and have a think about this vote? I mean, I'm always an advocate of voting yes or no. Obviously, voting no with veto, if there's a particular reason for that, I don't think that applies in this case. Not voting, I think, is just poor form. Um, not engaging, even even voting abstain, I'm not a fan of abstain because it, like everyone should really have an opinion if they're following these matters. I think I'm kind of swaying towards, initially I was a no on this one just because I felt PFCM Sorry to say, I just I just thought there wasn't enough detail in the proposal. But having had Ethan on and having had this discussion, it certainly sounds like we're going to get a little bit more detail in the proposal. And the way it's going to run seems quite legit to my ears. Um, as always, if you're if you're in this audience, don't don't just rely on your validator to vote. If you've got Luna, whether it's a lot or a little, make your voice heard, and you can do that on station. And re and redelegate to yeah redelegate to validators who actually participate in governance and actually vote the way that you think they should. One hundred percent. Um, but when you, when the choice comes down to orbital command or PFC, 
I can, I'm trusting everyone in this audience to make the right decision with which validator you're going to delegate to. Uh, well, I, I wasn't trying to say how useless <laughs> Orbital was in that. I mean, you know, just because they, they, they don't have any kind of real technical knowledge or real this. I mean, I wasn't going to say those things. I mean, because well, some of them are untrue. It, with some some of them are the, the thing is like our technical expert he, he doesn't have time for spaces because he's just deep in the machine um yeah i'm just lazy and don't do anything except for sit on twitter so yeah i, I get you anyway um i think we're veered off topic the, the key thing is support validators who support you and uh who actually participate in the chain and do things for the chain be it uh spaces development uh or other things and if it's just sitting there doing abstain then really what's the point absolutely relayers as well i think relayers are important and um, i'm sure there's a whole bunch of other tech stuff that's important as well ethan thank i wasn't going to promote my relaying uh stuff i wasn't going to pr promote my relaying <laughs> stuff but yeah we do that as well but thank you oh you're really cool Thank you for the conversation. If you get uh, approval from, let me know, ping me Jared and something else are happy to do that. Uh, maybe add that there. I will list a little comment on the Agora, um, the Agora forum. Uh, format, the statement, kind of summarizing some of the points I said here, especially about the docs. I know the docs are the hard point here. IPC support and having, I know, um, this, uh, you know, having like two people that can feed us, you know, some of the essential issues that matter to your community. Um, I will write some of those points and then you can maybe, if someone wants to verify those two people are the contact people, we can add them on there as well. Um, I will add a few comments onto the Agora. Cool. And again, if they're not willing, I will put my hand up to do that um, if need be. So you'll, you'll, have, you'll have a point of contact. Uh, hopefully it will be the uh, TFLers. Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. And one final thing before we shut this down, if you want to brighten up your day, I suggest you check out the website confio.gmbh forward slash company and you'll be greeted by some big smiles. Thanks everyone for being here. Thanks Ethan. Thanks PSC, MB and everyone who came up to contribute. Thanks everyone who came to listen and find out more about this Confio funding proposal. This has been an Orbital Command space with some quality Terra validators. Thanks very much. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Comfio Terra Community Funding Proposal Discussion, hosted by Orbital Command, recorded on Thursday, May 4th, 2023. For terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often ate the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking
freaking energy always gets the best of me when I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes. Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch. No shit, spitting facts with my vision smash. Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash. Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch. Better let the missus know where you hit the stash. Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps. Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines. And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies. Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise. Chastised into digging holes in the back nine. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view. Just a bunch of pecker heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good. So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Ten spaces.